2: at LuckyLandSlots.com.
0: Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are. Normally, Craig says that, but obviously, as you can see, Craig's not here today, so um, I'm just going to take over today. Episode 89. Very, very prominent, <laughs> 89. And a very, very good year for the Arsenal, so we're hoping to have a good podcast today. As you can see, the normal team's back. Harry, how are we, son? You all right? Not bad, mate. How are you? No, I'm good, thank you very much. Welcome to Dan. Dan, how are you? Good,
0: thank you,
1: mate. Back uh, recovered now, pretty much, yeah, from we're, we're the talk about
2: Yeah, we'll talk about that in a moment when we're, not, we're, not, we're in, in a second vessel, right? Because I can't leave out Graham over here, you know? So, uh, <laughs> Graham, how are you, sir?
3: I'm a bit better than I was at six o'clock last night, Lee. <laughs> oh, oh,
2: oh. <laughs> and we, we were struggling my...
3: to retrieve that game. but all right, yeah. That's going to
2: uh, be my first it, question. It, but it's,
3: like... it's great to be back with you all. Nice Absolutely. to see Dan back as well.
2: Yeah, nice to see Dan back. Let's let's just talk just before we go into the game, let's talk about Dan. Dan, what's what's been going on in your world over the last week or so or two weeks? I know you've been away, but before mate, that.
1: It's been a it's been a rough three weeks, mate, to be fair. Uh, <clears throat> I was dying the A120 three weeks ago, Monday, and um a car's emergency stops in front of me and I've swerved round, but unfortunately hit the curb and it spun me on the other side of the road. So I've hit a van head-on doing about 60, I was doing about 35, so hell of an impact, cars are right off and uh, put myself in hospital for the night but um, I'm back now and it could have been a lot worse, um, but thank you boys, you three and Craig, all of you were, were fantastic and sent all the, uh, all the messages and thanks to everyone on Twitter uh, for the overwhelming messages it was uh, amazing to see how many people do love me out there and a special thank you to Fergus and the guns in the ribbons lot as well because they were superb
2: Oh, that's brilliant! I'm glad you're all right. You know, and that's the main thing. So, as long as you're all right, and we're glad to have you back on here, and, um, <laughs> and cheers, Lee. Really, you know, and a Monday night, so you're safe here for a couple of hours anyway on a Monday yeah. night. So that's all right. That's right, it, mate. Right. <laughs> right, so, first question: What I'm going to do? I'm going to ask Harry first, then Dan, then then you, Graham. So, little thoughts on that. What was your initial thoughts at half time? What was you saying at half time yesterday, Harry? Nothing else. I just want to say what you said. The first thing you said to anybody yesterday. What did you sack the bastard? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Who's
3: that to? Yeah,
0: yeah. Can you hear me? Did yeah, yeah. Go on, go on. I said uh, right. sack the bastard. <laughs> sack. The, that's, what, that's what comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, Dan, what was the first
1: thing you said? <laughs> I went out for a beer with Fergus at half time, and um, I just, uh, the first thing I actually said was, um, enough's enough, because this was just a game for me that just had everything wrong with it in the first half. Um, and it kind of got to the stage <laughs> with me where, and you know, I've not been an Emery out, um, questions were being asked. For me at half time, huge questions in relation to certain players and the manager. So,
2: <laughs> language, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Carl. Cash, surely, was there a swear word with you, when you at you half time? Was it? I've got to know. I've got to know.
3: <laughs> I can't swear with Nigel doing the chat, can I? Nigel. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't very happy. Um, I honestly thought the game was gone. I'll be honest with you. Uh, very rarely, when you're down the 10 men and you're a goal down, do you come back. And I honestly thought yesterday at that time that we were witnessing Emery's obituary uh, in front of us. Uh, I honestly did think that. Um, I was just unhappy. Uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, I, I can't. Uh, first thing I said was uh, to some guy, yeah, let me out, mate. I need something to drink. And I think that's I remember that. So the guy was sitting next to me in the upper stand, uh, block 133. But no, I wasn't happy, mate. Honestly, I, 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 I feared the worst at halftime.
2: Uh, I, I remember, like, walking, I, I was with a couple of my mates and uh, the first thing I said was, like, that's it now. That's it. I can't see him coming back from this. And I really did feel that, like, you know. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna be really honest, boys. I never thought that, you know, at half time we'd would even get back. It. I felt that if someone would have said, you know, we get a point out of this, I wouldn't have even believed. What I was seeing in that first half was was absolutely appalling. You know, I've got to say it, Villa with a better side, I have to say that at half time. Yeah. Looking at that first half, I thought that they out tactic us. they have done everything right. And, and every time they went forward, they looked like they might get sank. And I was just it was horrendous. A horrendous first half. But I'm gonna say that now credit to the to the boys, credit to the manager to turn it around like they did to get that um back to 1 1. I'm going to have to say that. To get it back to 1 1, I thought, right, you know, I'll take a point there and then. But then to give away a goal in the first, within a minute, sums up our defending 2 AT, you know, Socrates and David Louise, you know, hold your head in shame. You know, looking back on it, a silly booking from Shacker, He can't make the tackle on uh, Grealish as well. It was just all the things that are wrong about Arsenal was in that goal. But a lot of teams, I've got to say this, boys, would have um, would have gone down from that. I, I, but they picked themselves up again. And to get the uh, the equaliser, Callum Chambers coming on. One of the questions I said at half-time, when I said, oh, we'll take Sacco off now. Easy option. Chambers will come on. He won't score. What's the point of having him on there? But, you know, <laughs> unbelievably did. And a good finish as well, by the way, boys. I think I'm going to say that now. I watched it uh, yesterday at of Day. Good finish, you know. Uh, and yeah. then, obviously... A little bit of a Bamayang magic and the atmosphere. And from that go onwards, the atmosphere and the great, it was absolutely brilliant. I thought the fans were, were fantastic. We'll come on to a few little segments of, of, of the fans later on. But, uh, Graham, thoughts on the game? What, what was your. It had everything, didn't it? I've got to say that. It had everything.
3: It was a great game for the neutral, wasn't it? Um, do you know what? When I looked at the team sheet, uh, it was pretty much the formation that I expected. Uh, 4-3-3. I probably thought Nelson would play instead of Saka, but it was pretty much the eleven that I picked. Um, The problem I've got with Emery is I think that he's setting the team up to fail. He's not putting the players in the positions where they're comfortable, where they've got the best chance of succeeding. Uh, And uh, The case in point really was uh, the first goal. Um, I know uh, Jacka wasn't at fault for the goal. Guendouzi is the one who switched off, but I think when you play two wingbacks like we play, we, t- we play two wingbacks, Aisley Maitland-Niles and Klasanak, who are always high. What you need then in front of your two centre-halves is a DM who's totally switched on, totally who can uh, mm. offer protection, right? Uh, and, and Jacka doesn't do that. So for me, the, the most obvious thing wrong yesterday was the fact that Lucas Torreira did not play in front of that back four. Or, or when the wing backs are high, the two centre halves, because he, the one who's got positional sense, awareness, he sniffs out danger, he can tackle, he can sprint to the ball in small spaces. I think the other thing is he's not setting the team up is um, well is in. Um, if, well, first of all, I say can I can I just add that um, Louise Kalazinak and maitland the Niles are all best suited to a, a system in a back three, aren't they? Uh, so so when you play with a back four. Uh, like like he's playing and the the fullbacks are playing as wing backs. I think you need to play with a double pivot. Uh, I've said that uh, yesterday on the train to my son, uh, and I, I I do believe that uh, one of those two double pivot has got to be uh, Torreira All right, because. That offers you protection to your defence if you've got wing-backs high. Uh, And then you need two wide players as well to progress up the pitch. I also think you need someone between the lines. Now, the other problem I've got, the way Emery's setting us up is is that um, the team seems so disjointed. And it was the same yesterday, disjointed out of possession. Sorry, in possession and out of possession. So what we had was with the distances between our defence and our attack were so high. Uh, so the midfield had, I don't know if you noticed it, Lee, but there's so many gaps in the midfield. That the midfield oh, has had too, too many spaces. Too many, uh, we are, we've got very technical midfield players. They need to play in small spaces, but they're either back in line with the defence. And I think that the defence played very deep now. I don't know, that's something that I think has happened since David Luiz has arrived at the club. They seem to sit very deep. So the defence is very deep. So when the forwards are pressing, they need to push up. But they push backwards so when you've got like midfielders high and uh, and we're pressing from the front if we lose the ball there's just a, a complete open space uh, through our in transition and i think emery uh, I, I saved it on the phone now it, emery said when it was 11 11 we didn't control the match uh, the way we wanted because we lost a lot of balls in the middle and gave them chances in transition uh, I didn't, I, I and, and that is the problem for me. We are losing a lot of balls in the middle, and a lot of these balls are leading to direct shots at our goal because there's so many, so much open spaces. I think we've, uh, since everybody's been at the club, there's been 47 turnovers that have led to shots at goal, at our goal. That's the most in any Premier League club. So that just shows how disjointed we are. So, uh do you, do you know what? Uh, I, I think uh, I looked at our midfield yesterday. Um, Jacka, for me, was poor. Um, Serbius worked hard, but I don't think he's busy, but he doesn't offer like a killer pass. And, and there was a total lack of intensity and energy at the start. We, were, we weren't we were pressing them out of possession. We were slow in the press. Uh, and as a result of that, they fancied it, Villa. You could tell straight away. I thought they would come and sit in a deep block, but they went 4-3-3, and they went for it. And they were creating overloads in wide areas, uh, uh, exposing the, the uh, gaps left by Kolasinac and Maitland-Niles. Um uh, I think Saka, for all his brilliant work, obviously a bit naive defensively at times, although he did try and get back, and they exploited it. When they went forward, as you said, Lee, on that uh, right-hand side, our left-hand side, they looked like they were going to open us up every time. So I think, you know, I'll draw it to a close there and let some of you come in. I just think the way he sets us up, he's playing formations that the players are not comfortable with. And that's why I think last week, Jacka came out and said he was scared. Um, and I don't think he's playing tactics that play to the player's strength. And even Maitland-Niles, Uh, came out with a statement last week where he turned around and criticized the playing out for the back so the players don't understand what he's telling them they can't seem to deliver what he wants and I think in that first half it's almost like we play with the handbrake on I don't know what you guys think we play with the handbrake on because he sets us up so tactically then all of a sudden we're chasing the game the shackles come off and you've got to remember we got a lot of very good attacking players so when the shackles are off and they go for it we look a better team and I think because we're so poor defensively, I think we need to be smarter with our attacking. That's that's my take on it, Lee.
2: Okay, thanks for that, Graham. Harry, I know you're dying to say what you got to say, so <laughs> here you go. This is your time. What was what was the, the thoughts about the game on a whole? Why do you think that we turned it around like we did? What, what, you know, and what, what what do you see happening in the future with 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 this team at the moment? I think you've got
0: to give the team credit for turning it around the way they did considering the circumstances. Um, I agree with Graham in the sense that we keep setting up in the same way and it's just not working. And for somebody who is so pragmatic and makes so many changes, I'm surprised that he hasn't, you, you know, I, I would have thought by now he would have found a way of making us a little bit more defensively sound. But look, like you said in your TV interview, judge, you have got to give him credit for making the changes um, I don't often give him credit, but I'll give him credit for that um, because those changes did, of course, make the difference in the end. I thought that the energy of Torreira and, and Willock made such a huge, huge difference. I know a lot of people are going to talk about Xhaka. They're going to talk about how when he went off, the game changed. Well, Danny Sabios was crap as well, um, and he went off at the oh, same cool. time. Um, but, of course, nobody's going to say that. So I thought i will say that Danny Sabas wasn't any good either, and I thought... Torreira brought energy to the team, but when everyone keeps talking about Lucas Torreira and saying that he needs to be in the team, I agree to an extent. But what I don't get is why, you know, Lucas Torreira, if you watched him for Sampdoria, he would never have dared even crossing the halfway line in most games. You know, his job was to break up plays. job was to give it simple and let the, the, you know, the creative players of Sampdoria start things off and, And get them moving and stuff. And it seems like since he's come to Arsenal, particularly in this last, you know, few months or so, he's been asked to play further forward. And I'm not quite sure what that's about. I don't like Lucas Torreira playing that bit further forward. I prefer him deeper. I prefer him, like Graham said, as a double pivot. And I think if he's going to be in the team, that's got to be the case. I think Guendouzi deserves huge, huge credit um, for his second half display yesterday. And... Whilst he was fantastic, I think with Gendouzi, what we need to find is we need to find a way of getting that out of him for 90 minutes or for 70 minutes at least, rather than just it being 45 here and there, because that's kind of the issue with Gendouzi at the moment. And I agree, I've got to say, you know, the whole team around him were poor. The fullbacks were constantly caught out of position. That doesn't help. It makes it impossible for for the midfielders to do their job. But I always say that. I think that the whole setup of the team makes the jobs of individuals really, really difficult. Look, individual brilliance got us out of a hole yesterday. Uh, Gendouzi's brilliance and Aubameyang's brilliance got us out of a hole. But for those people who last week against Watford were, you know, going, our oh, serious questions need to be asked. And this week they're going, oh, you know, well, it was a fantastic comeback. It was a good comeback, but it was in a game that we should have won. It was in a game that we you know, should be dominating against a newly promoted side if you want to finish in the top four. So for me, yes, I'm pleased with the way we reacted. Circumstances went against us and, you know, we turned it around, but there's still questions that need to be asked. And Graham's point about the defence dropping deeper with Lewis in it is an excellent point. Um, And that's something that I've picked up on too. I don't know if it's because they're afraid of a lack of pace, maybe, but what that does is it makes a bigger hole between your defence and midfield and that causes us problems over and over again.
2: Okay, brilliant. Now, Dan, what was your take on it?
0: Uh I don't know. i said everything, haven't
1: I? No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> for, me, it's, uh, for me, it's been a massive uh, wake-up call to see what our midfield can do without Granit Chaka. Uh A lot of people have said that we would miss him if he's not in the team and we'd miss his spray of his passing and we'd miss his uh, great mentality that he brings to the side. Um, I didn't see that yesterday. I saw a second half where I believe our midfield of Guendouzi, Torreira and Willock was outstanding. I thought it was uh, a breath of fresh air to see that. My only question mark over Remy, and it is still a question mark, is what he's doing with his Torreira business. Because for me, and I think I said it to Harry a couple of days ago, it looks to me as if he's got a Sarri and Kante situation going on here. He doesn't seem to want to play Torreira in his position. He wants to swap Chaka and Torreira around. Now, I don't mind so much playing Luis and Socrates at centre-back because they are centre-backs. Now, I would still drop them, and I still want him to drop them both, because I don't think either of them would have had good games for three or four games now. So that's another question, Mark, I've got, is uh, is get get people in the team who who are knocking on the door, i.e. Chambers, Rob Holdings back now, Mavropanos now back, uh, back fit, apparently. Let's give these people a the chance. My other point is, <laughs> if you're going to play those players at centre-back, you need someone in front of them that's going to give you a little bit of uh, confidence and Granite Chaka is not an anchor man. Granite Chaka I've had enough of. I'm done with the guy, totally done with him. Um, Don't see why he's going to be in the team next week, which he will be against Man United. Don't see what he's doing. Um, Everybody says that he's a great leader and a great, uh, great around the, around the stadium. So is the Gunnasaurus Rex, but I wouldn't want him in my centre midfield. (laughs) Um, Put it that way. Uh, For me, the the guy, I'm totally done with him. Um, can't be dealing with him in, me, in my team anymore and I think I've made that clear week in week out um, with Lewis and Socrates I have no understanding of them two defending together now a lot of people give David Lewis a lot of stick and he had an awful game four. but Socrates for me seems to this season get worse and worse and worse each week I don't quite understand and someone said to me um, the other week that he's uh, Socrates gives the passion and gives the, uh, g- gives the Arsenal so much passion in terms of their fans, 10 out of 10. But he's actually a 5 or 6 out of 10 quality player. And I actually think that's a good point. Because for me, I don't see that he's a good, intelligent footballer, it's particularly at the back. Now, we have got Granit Chaka, Socrates, Luiz, Kolasinac, And Ozil, that I believe are five players that need to leave this football club. Now we'll forget Ozil because I'm I'm done with talking about him. Kalasenac, I can understand because he's the only option we got a left back until Tierney comes back. But for me, if David Luiz, Socrates, and Chaka are still in this team in three or four weeks' time, I am going to be questioning what the manager sees as the future of this football club. And that's about all I've got to say of it. The last thing I will point out: Mateo Gunduzi. He's showing for me captain material. Now a lot of people are said he's young and he lost his head and that he gets involved and he grabs older players and gets booked. I don't mind that because he gives a damn. And yesterday's second performance second half performance for me was outstanding. By far the man of the match. Absolutely brilliant. So yeah, I've got to give it to Matteo Gunduzi there. Bit brilliance from Aubameyang, but for me,
2: Gunduzi, man of the match. I think we just lost a little bit of connection there, um, while I was talking about that. But uh Gwen Doozy, we'll talk about him in a little bit. This this thing with 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 Torreira, I've got I've got to say, you know, uh, Cameron Russell just said in the chat there, why is Torreira not starting? For me, the reason Torreira's is not starting because he's not playing the position that I want him to play in for a start. If you're gonna, if he's gonna be playing this position, that he's gonna be playing at the moment where he's going forward in so I'd rather have Willock in the side. I'd rather have Willock, you know, that can do that a little bit more. What if he's not gonna play there? I've had, I've heard rumours that he doesn't want to play there. So he, you know he wants to play for before. But if that's the case, see you later, January. Get rid of him. If you're not going to play the position that you've come to do, then you've got to. You you know. I think it's it's. I'm sorry now. Arsenal got to get ruthless, and I'm telling you, if Emery doesn't start getting ruthless with these players, he's the one to go. You know, with these average players, I've got to say that. You know, so that's that's. I don't know what what your thoughts on that. I think at the end of the day, I'm going to say this now about Shaka Shaka. Yeah. He was he, he was poor yesterday, but he wasn't the only one that's poor. Harry made that point earlier on. You know, Tobias was poor as well. But you know, it's continually happen, happening now with with Granite Shaka. I don't like it, and I certainly wasn't one of them booing in and cheering when he got taken off. I, that's scandalous, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and if I, if I look back on that, you know, that spoiled what was a fantastic atmosphere in the ground. You know, but. It, <laughs> I think, boys, we've got to get to the fact that, you know, Dan was saying about Granite Xhaka there, Emery's already come out and defended him. He's he's actually said that, you know, I'm a betting man. I'm not a betting man, but if I was, fans bet, don't forget about them. I'll just mention them now as we're going on um, (laughs) that. But if I was a betting man, I will bet that Shaka is playing and captain at Man United next week, uh, and, and Emery is away again. So uh, you know, it's it's okay criticizing Shaka. People will will quickly get on to criticizing Shaka, but are reluctant to criticize Emery because Emery picks him. You know, uh, and exactly. I, I do believe I do believe that the position up for grabs is between Shaka and Torreira, and. For whatever reason, the manager's picking Shaka, And, you know, so is, so uh, you know, I think if you're going to look to it, maybe swap those roles, make sure, you know, like Toreau, you're going to play that role. you guarantee starting most weeks. Uh, and then, you know, you're going to have to battle it out with, um, with uh, Gwendouzi and, and whoever. But I think, and I honestly believe this, that Emery feels that he has to get Shaka in the side somehow. And that is at the cost of, of whoever.
1: Can Harry. I ask Lee? Can I can I ask Lee? Sorry, just say Harry. Can I just ask what you three would do against Man United in terms of what three midfielders you would have? Harry, you go first. Um
0: It depends on well, it depends on a lot of things and, and it's really hard to predict Duna Emory, but I, I agree with Lee. I think that Shaka will be in the team. Um I think but would you, do, though, would, you pick, here, would you pick those three? You'd have Championship. Um, <laughs> I probably, listen, I I don't think Xhaka would look that bad if you got your fullbacks to actually sit back and do what they're supposed to do. The amount of times Ainsley Maitland-Niles gets caught up the field out of position and Said Kolasin, actually I'm not picking on on Maitland-Niles, the pair of them is criminal. It is criminal and you're literally, it happens to Gendouzi as well. It's just Gendouzi's got a bit more mobility about him and he can make up for it a lot of the time. But when I was talking about how we can't get the maximum out of Gendouzi for 90 minutes, it's because he's having to come out to the right, come out to the left all the time. And you're killing the guy. He can't do that for 90 minutes. It's impossible. I think I'd go Xhaka. I'd probably go Torreira. And I'd probably go Gendouzi as well. I know there's not much creativity there. Um but I, I just I, I just think that that's what Unai Emery is going to do. And lots of people are going to disagree. Just before you go on to the next person, I just want to say that that booing of Granit Xhaka or whatever they'd done when he came off was an absolute shambles. And for that minute, I was ashamed to be an Arsenal supporter because I was talking to David Hillier earlier and he made the great point. Granit Xhaka doesn't pick the team. Unai Emery picks the team. Exactly. Unai Emery gives him the armband. So if you've got it in for Granite Xhaka, you cannot sit and defend Unai Emery. It's one or the other. People need to stop being hypocrites. You either dislike Granite Xhaka, then you acknowledge that Unai Emery is the one that keeps selecting him, or you put the, the Xhaka agenda to bed. Because I'm sick of hearing about Granite Xhaka every week. He wasn't the worst player on the pitch yesterday. He wasn't the worst player against Watford. He wasn't the worst player against Frankfurt. But that's all I've heard in the last few days, and it's driving yeah. me mad. Do
2: you imagine he's, how it was for me? He's, mate, he's, like, he's, he's mate, it, You know what I mean? It was, it was horrible, <laughs> how is it?
0: How is it helpful? How is it helpful? It's not helpful, a, Harry. It's not. It's not helpful, Harry.
3: to be doing it's like that. It's not. not ha- ha- it's, uh, absolutely when when they're on the pitch, you have to support them. It, you criticize them off the pitch, but that support them on the pitch. That's clear. Look, the Jacker argument. He's made more mistakes that led to goals in the Premier League than any other player in the last year. Do you know that? any other outfield player yeah now, so when, when you when your captain is your most error prone player that's a problem for me now you asked what midfield we need to sell up with against man united last week i'll answer it straight Terreira, when Terreira, guenduzzi willock and let me explain why terrera because he's positionally aware and he can and that's a double pivot uh with him uh with him and guenduzzi uh, and then Willock for creativity. Now, when Willock came on uh, on Sunday, he was the one with the energy and uh, the, the drive, and he was the one, as much as Gwen Doozy took the headlines and rightly so. It was a tremendous performance. Uh, Doozy seems to be best when he's wound up and when the team are behind, doesn't he? Um, I think that's what drives him on but Willock was excellent as well offering us that energy so that's the three I don't like Willock offers a chance of a killer ball I think sobias is a hard-working player probably more suited to an away fixture but I would like to see us go at Man United next week so I want us to double pivot a uh, player between the lines of Willock and then two wide players either side of a bamming right
2: um should I go should I go I, I, I I'm I'm with with uh, Graham on on uh, Torreira and Guedes, I think them two there. I'm slightly, and I wouldn't object if it, if it was Willock. I think it's a flick of the coin between him and Savius. And I, I I I think if Man United were in good form, I'll be honest. If I think that Man United, say if they would have one at West Ham, I'd have gone for Willock. But I do think that Man United are there for the taking. Oh, I've said that so many bloody times going up there, but I do think that they are. <laughs> I do think that they are. I think if we wear the yellow kit next week, and and I would go with Subias in there, just to say, just to see how it goes. After seventy minutes, if it's not working or it is working, then Willett comes on to replace him, like you know. But I, I'm I'm with uh, I'm with you, Graham. I, I think it will be. Uh, I, I I wouldn't be ob- I wouldn't be objective with that that three that you've said there, like. But the problem is. That, that Sheker will start, but we're we're talking on what we'd like, and what that that was the midfield, and that's got nothing to do with Sheker's performances. And I think that we need to be a little bit more mobile in midfield. I know what Harry just said there, also, just going back to that point that the full-backs are so so high up or out of position. That is the way Harry that Emery wants to play it. You know, what I mean, that's what he does. So so if you're going to play with the full-backs bombing on like you do, exactly what you that is what basically Liverpool do. But you have a look at Liverpool, they've got two players in there, in Henderson and for Fabinho, that, that, that do that role. So we've only got one, So and, and that one is not, is not as mobile as them two, you know what I mean? So that's what you're going to have to look to do. So, and I, I, and I agree with you, you might have to, if he is going to play Shaka in this game, then he has to say to the two full-backs, you stay in your, in your position, stay as a back four, solid back four, and we hit him on the break. This but fullback situation
1: gone. is a problem as well. This fullback yeah, situation is. is a massive problem. Cannot wait for Bellerin and Tierney to come back because, for me, what does Kalasanach do? Please explain to me what this guy is. What is he? He, People say he's good going forward. I don't see that. He doesn't cross the ball. He can't. He can't beat the first man. How many times? That's why I sit right on that corner watching him all the time going up and down the wing. Oh, he won't. Don't worry, boys. He won't cross it. And and it just gets cleared away every single time. People say he's a threat going forward. I don't see that. He can't defend. It's laughable watching him trying to defend. It really is poor. So we need Tierney back. We need Bellerin back. Big time. When it comes to the free in midfield, I'm with Lee. I would go Sabayos in the 10 and then Sereira and Guendouzi against Man United.
0: But we all know, unfortunately, that Granit Xhaka is going to play. So also, though, as well, like with the, the comparison to Liverpool, the difference is though that their front free will press from the front. And when Unai Marie first came in, it looked like that was what we were trying to do. But it has dropped off. I don't see that press, that high pressure press. We saw it once yesterday, and that's what led to us winning the free kick on the edge of the box from which we, we scored the winner. But that doesn't happen often enough. Where, Aubameyang's a great striker, but he doesn't press the way Firmino does. You know, Pepe doesn't press the way Salah does or the way Mane does. There's there's lots and lots of dysfunctional areas in this football team. And to pin it on one position, it is wrong, in my opinion, because it's the centre-backs right. have a lot to answer for. The full-backs do. Absolutely. Mane Chaka has been dire at times. He, I'm not denying that, but you know, if you don't want him in the team, get him out of the team, bring someone else in, can, do what you're going to do. But can the I, point can I, is, Yeah, go on. Go yeah. on yeah, Harry, I just want to say, can I just come in and add some stats to the
3: debate? First half, uh, we hardly pressed at all. We managed just six shots in the whole of the first half, only two on target. They had seven shots uh, in 12 minutes after the substitutions of Jacket and Sabias for Torreira and Willock. And there was more pressing from our front players in that 12 minutes than the whole of the first half, which when we did that, that helped to uh, obviously sustain the pressure on Villa, that forced Villa back and they crumbled. So that's the blueprint for me for the future. We need to have high energy and to be pressing.
2: Totally agree. And that's where I've got, you know, like let's get on to some positive stuff for now. And I totally agree with that. This is what Emery has got to do now. Look at what we've done against Tottenham. When we was, again, up against it, you know, I mean, it's caution to the wind, if you like, you know, um, but we went for it. And and my God, Tottenham are a good side. They're a good side. They crumbled. They crumbled because they couldn't handle our attacking play. So we've got to, this is why I'm saying, you know, that that maybe Sabaya should play in that game against Man United. We've got, we've got positive, we've got big guns, good players in attacking areas. Bloody use them. Let's start using our stuff. I thought it was yeah. a fantastic comeback yesterday with some yeah. fantastic play. Yeah, we, we, we threw caution to the wind. We had to. But it was a pleasure to be in that ground yesterday watching yeah. some of that stuff. You know what I mean? The, it, the was, it was. It was. <laughs> and for me to come back like they did, you know, I've played in a, a lot of football. We've watched a lot of football and things like that. Boys, we, we witnessed something yesterday that you don't see very often. One nil down, one nil down, and we go on and win the game. You know, uh, unbelievable. Now, I get the fact, and I, as I said yesterday, that if we was one nil down and down to 10 men against the big boys, we're not coming back. We know that. But I've seen other teams go down to 10 men and crumble and, and get absolutely mulled. you know. Us included, I remember mm. us losing that man at Leicester and getting getting stuffed. So I think we've got to look at the positives of that, you know. And i will tell you something that I'm 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 going to stick up for Emery here, is I, I I I sort of overlook the um, the bench and all that. When those goals went in, the whole of the bench was jumping up. There was yep. none of this. Um, None of this sitting yep. there going, oh, he's getting sacked in the morning like Man United did, like one of the players did that. <laughs> the whole team, the whole players, Mesut Ozil as well, who can count himself very unlucky to be to be left out if he was left out of, for whatever reason. You know, I think there was one change from the Watford game. I'm going to go on to that in a minute. One change from the Watford game, Mesut Ozil. But there seems to be a great team spirit there, like you know. And you've got, got to say Emery has to take some credit for that.
0: Lee, I sorry, think the question... sorry, Graham, one sorry, second. Man. It's just a question from Craig. Um, let, let's just put this question there and then we'll move on. Uh, he says, was it a light bulb moment for Emery when he made the subs, considering we played so well after the changes were made? Graham, go ahead, mate. I think the, uh, I'll try
3: and dive into the Craig comment. Um, I think the question needs to be asked why we are playing with the handbrake on uh uh, for the first half it, it's a. Uh, I know we took the lead twice at Watford but uh, sorry we scored two goals at Watford but generally if you look at the Tottenham performance if you look at the performances of since Emery's been manager he seems to this protagonist manager want us to be disciplined and not he doesn't want the players to express themselves we got some flair in that team some attacking players who basically are being denied the opportunity of, of, of showing what they're made of because they've got to stick to how he wants us to play and he talks about controlling the game I've that's and then all of a sudden it all goes wrong and it's almost like a light bulb is switched on as 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 Craig says not just with the substitutions but in the team itself it's almost like they just think well what the heck with the manager saying we we've we've got to step up now and one or two people like Gunduzi just take the game by the throat and just the other players as well seem to all of a sudden decide to start driving forward and chasing the game in a way that they don't seem to do. So the question really is, why are we playing with the handbrake on? And when we're losing, it's almost like the shackles come off and we've got nothing to lose. And we played then how we should be playing from the start. So what's your take on that?
1: Well, this is the, this is what why people are asking questions of Emery now, because they're seeing that, for example, and then on Man United on Monday, we're going to see... Chaka again, and we're going to see the same old team. So, I don't think the 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 you know to answer that question from Craig, I don't think that he will change things. I think he will will be the same team. I mean, <laughs> sounds like we've lost talking about this. I, and I, I've I've kind of um, not been great here. I've been quite negative tonight. But there is questions that need answering, and I think it is it is getting uh, it is getting to the point where I would like to see something change now, and I would just love that midfield to be as me and Lee have said on Monday night, and and drop the lights at Chaka, you know, and just start as we finished off that second half because for me it was fantastic to watch you know I know it was Villa and we should have been 2 or 3 nil up on paper but we weren't we were 1 nil down with 10 men and we turned it around and it was one of the best atmospheres I've been in a long time so yeah. um, I just want Emery to go back to how it was Last season, when we went that, remember when we went that 22 games where it looked like we were pressing off the yeah. ball. We had high intensity. The 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 players seem to just be working in that system, in my opinion, with Torreira in that holding role. And it seems that when we beat Tottenham last season, four two, he scored a goal, and all of a sudden. Emery seems to think he's Eden Hazard and tries to play him forward. And since then, Torreira's been all over the place for me. So I just want to see him go back to that and and start playing those players in midfield where they should be playing, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, he, he seems to want Torreira playing higher up because he wants him to win mm. the ball higher up. That's the thing. But I think it's wrong. Torreira sat at the base when he... Harry's an Italian expert. He, he sat at the base for Sampdoria in a diamond, but he sat at the base. That's his best position. Uh, so but just coming back to finally what Craig said, uh, and I get where he's coming from. I think you said it yourself, Lee, didn't you, in your interview yesterday on AFTV? That comeback could be like a season changing moment for the players almost, you know, because had they lost, you could imagine what the reaction would have been. All of a sudden, that could be the light bulb switching on for Emery in the way we need to play, but it also could be a season turning moment in the fact that we're now up and running again with a victory. And let's hope that they
2: take advantage of that. Yeah, so uh, the light bulb moment, well, I, I, I don't think it is if I'll be honest, because <laughs> I think like, no, but because he's not had the light, the light bulb was switched on against Spurs. You know, mm. you know, Shaka played in that midfield that day, by the way, bias come on and it was, you know, unbelievably different, but you have to look at it. It was, um, Shaka and Sabayas come off this time and it was another couple in there. So I don't think he knows his, his, his midfield. Also no. as, as, as a light bulb moment, you know, this cautious approach, as, as Graham sort of said, our last four games, Liverpool, Tottenham, Liverpool, conceded three, Tottenham conceded two, Watford conceded two Aston Villa conceded two, that tells you to, to get at least a point, we've got to score two goals so where is the light bulb moment going to come when is he going to really, you know and and, and out of that, out of those four games, okay you answer the question, which you should all know how many changes have he made at the back four he
3: hasn't, They've kept the same he back hasn't. four
2: it's the same back yeah. four. So, exactly my yeah. point. So, so the light bowlers, as was me, is he, he, not in the socket. You know what I mean? Because he, he's can't, not, he can't, ch- he's he can't change coming. the,
3: he can't change the fullbacks. Lee, he's only got Chambers who he could have put in there.
2: Hold on a minute, Graham. He changed the fullback yesterday, he ch- because he had to. He had to. He, he had the, to. The, the Chambers had done to. a fantastic job there. So he could have yeah. changed that. He could have. Ch- he could have put. Um, uh, Chambers in at centre half on 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 a couple of occasions. You know, what I mean, yeah. you know, he, the two clean sheets that we've kept, Chambers has Chambers has been a part of that. You know, in, in two games, but but he hasn't changed that back for once, and it continues to keep making mistake after mistake after mistake. We are now conceded two or more goals in our last four games. Two of them games, boy, by the way, have been at home. So four goals in our last last two home games have been conceded. sixty sixty
3: what sixty one goals he's now conceded in forty four games as Arsenal manager that's a that's a goal so, and a half per game
2: Harry. He's playing with a handbrake off so th- th- there's, there's your moment <laughs> there, there's your moment right. We're playing with it on. There's your moment now to say right. That, and and I think it's a great question that Crane. The light bulb now should be shining brightly in his eyes to say right. This is what I'm going to do. And this is why it's so vital what we do at Man United on Monday night, because it will tell you about the manager. It will tell you if he's got the, the belief as, a, as an attacking point of view. And, and I'm fed up now with people turning around and saying, oh, he has to do this because he's not comfortable with his back four. He plays that back four every week. Mm-hmm. So if he's not comfortable with it, get rid of it. And start again, and this is my problem with Emory now. This is where it's getting in all, all, all my my worries and that. And but these this is not the time to talk about all this sort of stuff because you know I, I want to get back onto the positive side of it all. up like, because as Dan just said, I don't think I've been in a better atmosphere than than that. Yes, I think because of the emotions of it all and the ten men and all that. One thing I've got to say on a positive note: if you will come down and didn't didn't know just say you switch on your telly or you walked into the ground, right? And you sat there for 10 minutes, right? And then someone tapped you on the shoulder. and said, do you know what team do you think is down to 10 men? You would have never thought it was Arsenal. They were absolutely brilliant Mm. from from that point point out. You know, you never would have thought that they were down to 10 men. And somewhere along the line, you've got to say, one, you've got, you know, the players are getting a lot of sticking parts. Credit played with heart, but the manager must take a bit of credit for that. And if, 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 there is a time there that he can just ride the, the wave of what he's done there today. It's now, it's now forget about choosing. That's about getting players fit and all that. But next Monday, he's got to go up there with the confidence because I honestly think boys, if we'd have lost that game, it was a shootout. Who's was getting sacked the, the next day. We ever lost that game. You know what I mean? So this is a massive moment in, in, in his career. He must take, take the full range of it. I get what Harry's saying. I get that there's a lot of negativity out there, you know, because if he loses one game, we're all going to come on it. But I think on this game, on, 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 on Sunday. I would rather talk about the positives in all of that and it was fantastic. Let's just talk about the atmosphere at the ground yesterday. Come on, the players jumping into the stadium. I haven't seen that since Leicester in that cup game. It was fantastic. I yeah, thought yeah, yeah. it's great that the players are getting involved yeah, yeah. with the fans. Yeah. It's fantastic, I thought, I thought that,
3: Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I thought the atmosphere was probably better for the Spurs game, to be honest. Um, when the Alabama um, equalised against uh, Tottenham, the, the roof came off. But, um, yes, the atmosphere was... And the, and it was good that the fans were right behind the players yesterday. Literally twelfth man, they were supporting that second half, and also uh, I think Muppet Moss was upsetting a lot of the fans as well. Oh. The referee, you know, you made it. I mean. He was booking. He booked six of our players. Sent one off, and he even booked Leno for his first bit of time wasting. I think you said that, Lee, didn't you? And then yeah, Tom, I
0: say, uh, he, he, say that. He, he, but he, the, the biggest decision went our way because they should have had a penalty at Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a minute, Harry. I'm going to talk about talking
2: but about atmosphere. Just a question. Just a
3: question on the. Uh, <laughs> did Did he get it right? Let's let's let's, put, let's answer this question amongst everybody here.
0: Did he get <laughs> the AZ make the Niles sending off right?
2: No, I was right by that. It was a good tackle. End so. Of.
0: I'll say no now. I must admit at the time, because I was in the North Bank in the lower bit, I was in block six where I was I was sort of behind it. And when I saw the way em, the the way Maitland-Niles went to ground, initially, as soon as I saw him do it, I thought, shit, the card's coming out here because he's gone to ground and I couldn't really tell whether he got the ball or not. Having watched it again and seen that he did get a foot to the ball, it, it shouldn't have been a red card. I think... Had he not been on a yellow, maybe he'd have given him a yellow for it being a little bit dangerous. But it ultimately, it was the wrong decision. But in it, real time, he couldn't I think, wait to get him off. Could he? He couldn't, couldn't wait to get uh, him off.
2: Where, where was it dangerous? Where I was, was sitting. I was dangerous? sitting
1: by. It. I, I'm on. Blo- I'm in block five, so I'm quite near you, Harry. And I was. I was in line with it, and I saw the ball go that way. So I thought, "Oh, wicked! He's won the ball, clean tackle." Next minute, I see Moss get a yellow out, and I think Moss has forgotten he's already booked him. So he's already got the yellow out. So now he's thinking, I'm going to have to send him off. And then he sees that he was caught him as well as the ball. And I think he's already made that decision. I've never liked the referee, to be fair, but I did feel sorry for the lad. I did. The first card was a definite yellow. The second one is debatable.
3: Well, surely the Villa player had to go as well. Then he was exactly the same sort of like motion yeah, to I the ball. I did that was... at the time. Yeah,
1: I thought he might book both. Yeah, I must admit, I was quite surprised at that as well, Graham.
3: Yeah.
2: And I just don't. I just I've don't know you why you go to say, say that again, Harry.
0: I just don't know why when you're on a yellow card you go to ground. There, he doesn't really. Well, if you opinion. think you
2: can win the ball, like you know, if you think you can win the ball, you, you do. You know what I mean? And he won the ball. I, 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 it was anything, risky,
1: though. I get what Harry
2: means. Uh, it was yeah, a bit I risky, get that, but, yeah. but, but, but that's what that's what you do. You know what I mean? And yeah, you know, look, this first one's a silly one, but then you know, I've seen it five times, and I said it at the time. If anything. Taylor fell fou- in with a dirty little stamp as well. By the way, you know what I mean, yeah. which has been highlighted on. So now they, they, this is what he said. But they cut VAR can't get involved with that. It's ridiculous. Get rid of that. I thing hate thing this anyway. VAR. So get, get rid of it. Awful, awful. But the, the fact of the matter is, he went and spoke to the referee when the fourth official. I don't know if you noticed that the referee went and spoke over the fourth. I think that somebody cannot get out of it or not. That that no one else. You know. Look, Freddie Lundberg went absolutely mad on the on the touchline because he knew what it was. It was a good tackle. Listen, it was a tackle that ten years ago Vieira and Roy Keane made, like were 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 thought of as the best midfield players in 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 the country, in maybe in Europe, because of doing tackles like that. But the game has changed a little bit. But listen, that Taylor was sneaky. He was sneaky. Yeah, and, yeah he and, was. Yeah. you know, and I say cheats never prosper. Ha ha ha. End of. <laughs> Can I just right, come okay. back to Harry, Harry well,
3: the, Harry's, point, Harry's point about the tackling, though? Um, you Are saying, are you saying then, mate, uh, uh, f- footballers, once they're on a yellow, can't tackle anymore? Because in the heat of a game, you're not thinking, you're reacting to what's going, you play nah. what's happening around you. You play what's happening around you. You don't think, got him on a yellow card, I can't do this, I can't do that. He's just reacting what's going on in front of him. And he thought he could win the ball with, with a tackle. And I don't think he's thinking, you can't think like that, mate, when, when you're in the heat, heat the moment, the passion in the game. You don't, you just sort of like play yeah, what you see in front of you, don't you? That's
0: what separates the very best because they do think when they're playing the game and they can make those decisions in the right moments. I think that Ainsley Maitland Niles as a fullback in recent weeks has been shocking. Absolutely yep. shocking. And I don't want to slate the kid because I know it's not his position. And again, he doesn't want I'll, to play there, does he? Yeah, he doesn't want to play there. And I'll come back to the point of. Why is he persisting with him? Why did we go and not bring in a right-back, but we brought in a left-back when we already had two? That's another discussion for another day. But, I I mean, I just, I want to see him just be a bit more aware because there were other moments as well where he could have got caught out. And I think as a team, we're a bit naive like that. When Maitland-Niles went off the last few minutes of the half, you saw Granit Xhaka tuck into right-back. And I'm thinking to myself, that's the most left-footed player (laughs) <laughs> in our team he's gone on the right he's on a booking and you're asking for a winger to isolate him get, draw a foul and you're, right, that, you're down, that back down to nine i was looking at that and i was screaming i was like why <laughs> is he the one that's gone out there and it's just little moments like that we got away with it yesterday but just little moments like that just being a bit more streetwise as a team uh, and you know I think that Maitland-Niles needs to learn from that because it's not the first time he's been sent off.
2: The, the thing going back to like the, like the booking when you're playing I, I don't think Maitland Maitland-Niles done anything wrong. But you know like in the in the in the second half uh, when that Grealish is going through that's when you think that you're on a booking when when Shaka, when has got the chance to bring him down he, that's when he, when it clicks. I can't do that because I've got a I got ai can not be cynical. I think when you're playing a game you you play the game out you know, like you think you can win the ball and all that. like. But what's in the back of your mind, I, certainly when I played, was that if I was on a booking and, and I did get a few, um, I can't be cynical. So, like, that's when, so in that game there, that's why Shaka doesn't. Say, if Shaka isn't on a booking, he takes Grealish out there, I guarantee you. But because he was on a booking, he knew that he couldn't. And I think, you know, that, that's the difference between like when you think you can win the ball or not. I think if there was a chance for Shaka to win the ball, even though he's on the booking, he go for it because that's what players do. I, I didn't, didn't really see anything wrong when the Maitland-Noles the won, but Can, it, can I just uh,
3: add one, one final thing, Lee, on Make the noles He's been sent off twice this year, hasn't he? I think he's the only player in 2019 in the Prem to be sent off twice. Look at the two sending-offs, right? The one at Leicester, Madison gets oh, him sh- sent off by diving. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a yellow. He shouldn't have been sent off. The one on Sunday, Taylor, uh, who I think was just as culpable as he was, And I didn't think that was... uh, I think he
0: played the ball first. And and I think he was unlucky to get a yellow. I think he's been unlucky to be sent off in both. I think think having watched it back, like I said at the very beginning, having watched it back, it's it's the wrong decision. But watching it in real time, as I was from the angle I was, I can see why Moss pulled out the card. So I'm not going to sit here and go on about it for days about the injustice of it. Because as I'm sure we're going to come on to, Lee's going to... Tell us when we're going to come on to another massive injustice in the game that went our way. So you know,
2: let's be fair about it. Yeah, let's get let's get to that. I'm gonna to have to say that you know, it, and this is the this is this is what I'm saying about players and and the manager and and our thin line it is between success and failure. You know, we get ourselves back to three-two. Emery's a hero, yeah, and then he has that muppet doing that, and I'm going to call him a muppet because I, for, for, he, he was lucky to get away with it. The ball, for one, is going wide. It ain't even on target. So that just shows you he doesn't know where his bleeding posts are. And, he, and, he, and he's, you know, I just think that he's just an awful defender. I've got to say that. Like, we got away with it. Now, I'm going to be honest. I, my, my, my Spurs mate texted me last night and said, oh, what about that uh, deliberate handball, you, and all that. And I went, what are you on about? I didn't even... Didn't even register. That there was an handball, you know. And I, but as people have said, the Arsenal fans are all saying, "Oh well, Grealish handballed it in the in their box on on one night." You know what I mean? But I don't think it was as cynical as deliberate as uh, as our Mr. Socrates. But this is what I'm saying about Socrates: is accident waiting to happen. And if the referee. Oh, would it have been a, if it had been away from home? Would he have given? I don't know. It's it's very strange that this ref didn't give us anything, as you say, all day long. And then there was that penalty, you know. And we've all said, oh, he couldn't wait to send him off, like, you know, couldn't wait to do this. or uh, But he didn't. He choose, chose not to give it, you know. So um, oh, I thought he we was very, very fortunate there. But, but, you know, for me, Socrates has got to be dropped from this team. And I'm glad that it, it wasn't. Um, it, 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 it ain't going to be for that because I think it would have been an absolute killer blow if we would have lost the drawn that game with that stupidity. Why? Why didn't VAR pick that up? Great question. They had a look at it, didn't they? Yeah, so I they, don't it, it, they didn't give it. Think, yeah. they, they turned don't around and said on VAR that if if they'd it, if it give the handball, they wouldn't have. Um, they wouldn't have overturned it. So they, they, whatever way, so, so what's the point of VAR? They weren't going to overturn get it. it My, oh, I, I reckon, I reckon they're on, they're, they're, they're all going down a pub or something and just taking their money or something like, you know, <laughs> VAR people. <laughs> did you like, not
0: see, did you not see what happened in uh, Greece? That's probably why Socrates thought he could get away with it. So in Greece, uh, a few weeks ago, it was the first time they used uh, VAR and that they had a camera in the room where the guys were operating the VAR and they actually caught them on camera during a game ordering a takeaway, and the delivery guy comes in the R- VAR room and drops them a bag of food on the table, like during the match. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's an absolute shambles, and yeah, Socrates is a liability. Uh, us from the day we signed him, he, he's an absolute. He wasn't. Cowboy. He wasn't that bad last year. He wasn't as bad as this last year, though, was he? That's the first point. Well, when you look at it, he
3: he. Uh, he moves his arm to the ball, doesn't he? That's that's what he does. Uh, and it's lean, And was he? it was it not given because it was too close? I mean, th- there's about ten different rules now of handball, is not there? If you, if it's, if it, I know for a fact, if you if you were to drive a ball at your arm close, I think VAR can look at it and say, or the referee can not give the handball. I heard that was that is that do you comply with that, Harry?
0: They they take it, it. They're supposed to take the distance into account. That's what the yeah the directive is. But he has got yeah. Sideshow Bob next to him as well, who on average gives away a goal a game. <laughs> that's the point for me, is them two together yeah. just looks absolutely mm-hmm. suicidal. Yeah, that's a good oh, point. I
2: just brought in a chat, boys. That it, it looked like, you know, is it very clever from him? It looked like he pulled his arm away. Maybe that's why they didn't give it, you know... <laughs> He moved his arm to the ball. I thought, yeah, and then moved it away. I, I you know, after actually, yeah, he
3: moved it away after it hit it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was, I, 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 you know, for the life of me, you know, you, you can, uh, Harry's the only one that can ask him the question because he talks Greek. Why he was Next time,
0: uh, next time I see him at church, uh, I'll ask.
2: Yeah, him. yeah, because I, you know, I'd like to ask him that question. What, what was he thinking of there? Like, you know, I'm going to say this is a centre half, and I'm, I'm, I'm used to. You know, great centre halves in the past, as we all have. You know, you know, getting involved with that centre forward, and the the fella squeezes him. You know, it's, come on, it's getting. He's he's not only a liability; he's getting worse and worse. You know, Mm. I'm I'm sorry, he's got to get dropped, but he won't be. He won't be. You know, and this is what I'm saying about people go on about Shaka, like you know, old Socrates gets home, gets home. You know, after uh, gets there talking to his wife in in Greek. He said, oh, I'm glad Sheck is playing today because I would have got spells <laughs> if it wasn't for him, you know what I mean? Like yeah. and, I, and I do believe that, you know what I mean? But definite penalty boys, we're all gonna agree with that, you know, even though we're all arsenal yeah, things. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah, pen. Brilliant like, no. We've gone for 53 minutes. Are you got any questions for the boys we can put up? Yeah. Um,
0: let's have a quick look what we've got here. Let me just quickly scroll back through the chat. Um, guys, leave your questions now as well. Uh, for the next couple of minutes while we yeah, get through.
2: Be a good idea, yeah. Someone's saying we moan, 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 but we're not moaning. We're, we're, we're I'm trying to be Can positive. We, well,
3: while Harry's while Harry's looking at that um, uh, in the chat box for questions, um, uh, top four this year, I mean, Leicester have gate crashed it already, aren't they? And everybody's talking up Brendan Rodgers. Um, Been very impressed with
2: them, Graham. Very impressed. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I've, they, they were in a bit of a. A shambolic State When he took over And He's turned them around There's massive improvement In every department mm. um, And on top of that They've lost their 80 million pound defender They've sold their yeah, best yeah. defender That and young lad still, looks good he? Yeah And they've still Not looked no worse Credit where credit's due Full back's Proper full-backs that defend really well. I know Chilwell was someone that we was looking at. Do you know
3: who's the centre half playing from who we were interested in about eighteen months yeah, it was ago? A fella, wasn't he? Like, Swayonku, yeah, wasn't yeah, Kagla, he's Swayonku. looking good, isn't he? He's looking does good.
2: look good. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think with Leicester, I, I had them as tip to to push for top six, but at the moment. I think they'll be disappointed if they don't get top six. Look at the way they're playing. I mean, they've got some great players. James Madison. I'm looking at players uh, like Ben Chilwell. All players that would have got into our side. Um, And, uh, yeah, Leicester are a good side. I'll I'll give them that. And Brendan Rodgers, I'll give him his due. He's done fantastic there. Young and hungry side he's got there. I tell you, wants to watch Leicester. Mm.
0: I think as well for Leicester, um, that was a massive win because... They just got beaten at Manchester United and it had they lost to Spurs as well, people would have started to say, actually, you know what, they're not cut out for this, this top six business. So <laughs> that was important in sort of, you know, keeping their confidence in it as well. Um, let's go to some of the questions then. Um, let's go to... Um, oh, there's so many, so many, um, <laughs> so many. And a lot of them are like asking if I'm a Xhaka fanboy, so we'll... We'll skip those ones. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a decent one. The Gaming Pod says, if there is one player you could sign from any team outside of the top six, uh, I guess I suppose say any team, who would it be and why? That's any player team. from outside of the top six. Uh, what? Outside I of would
1: the go, oh I would go with Decore from Watford.
0: Good That's a good
3: shout. That's a good shout, yeah. actually.
2: Yeah i'd go to Corey for for wolves or uh, sorry uh, from watford or i would go connor cody from wolves
0: connor cody yeah. interesting yeah so good to that yeah i don't know who i'd go for i, I think I, I i agree with the core just because i think that's a position that we're really screaming we're out for going, yeah. top quality I, I think
3: i think i think the thing is why what going back to the way we're playing in structured and midfield at the moment with the wide spaces our midfield is full of sort of like more technical players. We haven't got physical athletes like the Corey, are we? So you need small spaces. You need the team close together to play through the small spaces. If we had someone like the Corey, an athlete who can run, who's very physical, then I could I could understand it a bit more. But that's the team we've got. Really, is is full of sort of more technical players. We need to play in smaller tight spaces, short passing, and build the play that way. Because we're not a physical team. We lack a physical presence in midfield, and I think. Uh, you're right. The Corey would give us that, um, but we haven't got it. Have we the Player I'd like to see in our team would be he's in the top six at the moment. But he's in the top four at the moment. I'd love to see Madison in the yeah. hole. Danny said, like Danny, Danny,
2: Danny, Danny said, Harry Kane, which is great. I love, did it. You know, I love well, it. I love it. Well, I love it. While, while, we're, while
3: we're talking about Harry Kane, his goal on Saturday was unbelievable. It just shows you that when it. he dives out, when he dives outside the box, he carries on playing.
0: Very,
3: very
2: true. Like, very true. Like, you know what I mean?
0: Here, here's, here's another one. This one yeah, is from Craig. How long did it take Graham to shave his beard? He looks like an 18 year old. Graham looking uh, younger uh, every day, mate. <laughs>
3: uh, about 18 years. <laughs> no, I'm, I, no, I shaved it off the weekend. Man. Look better for it, my man.
2: Look better for it.
3: I'm not, I'm not very good at... I, I prefer a beard. but I'm, uh, I wish I had Dan's beard, actually. But I'm, I'm just not very good at grooming him. That's the problem. I need some tips off Dan, I think. <laughs> uh,
0: Danny says, has Harry got a jacca tattoo? Yep, on my <laughs> left <laughs> bum cheek. Uh, no, there, there was a really good one about I'll Pepe you, somewhere.
2: Just, I mean, just, just while you look for that one, Harry, I, I noticed no one mentioned Wilfried Saha I still take him as well, by the way.
1: Yeah, yeah good point.
2: Good point. So yeah, I think I think the on. thing the, yeah. I
3: think I think the thing is I think the the comment about Connor Cody I think we've got wide players now haven't we So we have got uh, Pepe and I think we need to talk about what, what you thought about the penalty him taking that penalty at the weekend Connor Cody uh, centre
2: half Graham
3: Yeah I know but what I'm saying is is that if you're gonna if we're gonna bring someone in from outside the top six we've got to look where are we weak. We are weak in the middle of our defence at centre-half. So, we should be looking at centre-half, surely,
2: shouldn't we? Yeah, that's why I said Connor Cody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a uh, question uh, about Pepe. You yeah, also, z-
3: also said Zaha, didn't you? You
2: said Zaha. Yeah, Zaha I'll like, have them all three. Why not? Like, I mean...
1: <laughs> One player we haven't mentioned, who I think, deserves a, a credit from yesterday is Aubameyang. Um, oh yeah, sixteen goals in sixteen games now. Jesus, this guy is is um, yeah, his matters, top draw.
2: Quality. Yeah,
1: and people say that he don't he don't work as hard as Lacazette, and I tend to agree with him. But he's a finisher, really, isn't he? He's just. Yeah, an I, do you know what? Machine. I didn't
2: think he had a great game yesterday. I thought in the first half he's he scores though, doesn't he? Yeah. But when it mattered, you know. Uh, he, he come up with 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 the goods and and you know that's what strikers do. You know what I mean? Like you know you love them or you hate them. Something you know they get all the glory, they get all the they get the money and everything like that. But when it they they, they make the difference between being you know if take a beming out of that side, we're we're a mid table team. You know, oh, what I mean? mate, that's, that's, that's how it is at the moment. But that's what strikers do. They they make you a better team than what probably you really are. So. I'm, I'm a big, big fan of his, the way he does
3: his And Lee, here's his record since 2011, since he joined St Etienne. Uh, St Etienne, 97 games, 41 goals, 26 assists. Then he went to Dortmund, 213 games, 141 goals, 36 assists. And since he's been at Arsenal, 72 games, 48 goals, 12 assists. That's total games, 381 goal contributions. Three hundred and four. That's truly world class, isn't it? Hey,
1: yeah, mate, it's he's top draw, mate, and
2: single-handedly is, is like, an
0: Emery in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so the, so the so. Thing is,
2: you ain't got a set of a Bamian, then have you? <laughs> no, no, I, I love <laughs> a
0: <Bamiang.
1: laughs> The thing is, the thing is, the world of a is I liked the way that he gave that penalty to Pepe, and I must admit, when yeah. I saw him step up, I thought, oh no, I, I just wanted Bammyang to take it. But I like I, it. I like the way. Well, he I go.
2: I will go back to the, the, the team spirit again because I've I've seen uh, other teams players fighting over penalties this this yep. season.
1: Only last uh, week.
2: Yeah, and we've got um, we've got players that you know. Do you know what he needs a goal? You have it, and not only that, that was a big, big penalty as well. That 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 to me showed that you know, Aubameyang said, "You know what? You're a player. You're a player." You know what I mean? Like because you you know, I I thought that was a fantastic gesture, and it's not the first time that he's done that. By the way, I mean, he last year? Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 uh, you know, he's a proper proper. He's player. my favourite
1: player by far, and I like the team spirit with him. Pepe, Lacazette, guinduzi they all look like they're on similar wavelength. You know, and, and that's the do, one positive.
2: And one, one thing down all, I think is if you see him walking in the street, I think he'd come up and say hello and talk to you. He's, he's one he of looks like that type. It's just like he's a fan's. Fans, man, as well. If you know what I mean, like you know, I'm
1: totally with you, mate. I'm Totally with you. I know. What worries me? What worries? Well, one thing that worries me is if he's looking at those players we've mentioned earlier and thinking, "Oh, we need to sort them out," because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be able to save them every week, and I do worry about that. You know, it does worry me. So, um, yeah. But Ramyane, oh, mate, he's my favourite player. Love the guy. Love him. He's the best
3: player at the club. He's totally selfless as well. I mean, if you look at it now, it's a, uh, as you, as Lee said, he. he did it for Lacazette's confidence last year, and he did it for Pepe's yesterday. Uh, and contrast that with Harry Kane, who, uh, when Sandro wasn't a hat-trick for England the other week, insisted on taking the penalty and missing. So, um, yeah, that's Yeah, there the, you go. Just Question, a quick the one, one
2: from Fran here, which is very interesting. Yeah, right. On this day, 29 years ago, we served a sight in a certain form. it right, 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 he 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 right, right. Right. He he right, 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 Lovely yeah. and right, 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 right. Love you right. Where would the Bamiancs? <laughs> come at this moment alongside was he is he alongside him right or just behind him or so it's a good question I'll tell you what is a good question
1: actually I'll tell you what was a good question actually I got asked the other day which I I was going to ask you boys was would you rather have uh, Burkamp and Aubameyang or Henri and Lacazette
2: oh oh (laughs) Hard, <laughs> Burkamp isn't it? and a Bamiang I'm
1: gonna go. Yeah, I went it. for I went for Burkamp and a Bamiang, but it took me a while. oh
2: <laughs> well, I'm 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 a big big I was always a big that's Burk that's camp, that's in, that's impossible that's to answer possibly, that is impossible, that? Uh, because tough, Siri Omri was 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 uh you know I think I, Lacazette that's is impossible. as good as them.
0: I don't think Lacazette is as good as Aubameyang. Uh, in my opinion, I prefer Aubameyang. So, uh, because of that, and Burkamp and Henri, I find it really hard to separate them. So, I think I just think about the goals Aubameyang would score being fed by the next to Bergkamp. Bergkamp. Yes, yes, man. French, Yeah, that's So exactly the, the only the, the, the only thing is about that debate is if you look at the two
3: sets of forwards, uh, Burkamp's different to the, to Lacazette, isn't he? So you could you could argue that Henri and Aubameyang are very similar in style, uh, um, but Lacazette is like a centre forward whereas Burkamp's more someone to play between the lines um, he's not quite a, a, uh, what I call an out and out forward uh, Dennis was he I mean I don't you really agree with that do you
2: no uh, uh, just an absolute class footballer yeah absolutely you know yeah. I mean like, oh. I'll still, I still out of the two you know Dennis Burkamp to me we, we, was the best player that's ever played for Arsenal just above, in my opinion, above Henri, but it's mm. very, very good. So, to, to be able to have had them two in the same team and, yeah, and it's be amazing. able to watch it, it's amazing. You know what I mean? And and, and to be fair, you know, Bamiang has took that mantle on, not not in the same way as we know, but you know, it's still a fantastic um, player and. Um, someone's put (laughs) a Bamiang Francis Jeffers very good like (laughs) yeah what did
3: you what do we think of Saka on uh, Sandy Lee Saka we're going to talk about I thought we'd
2: done very well first half I thought you know uh, Mm. easy option to leave him out but ultimately probably the right decision but um, I'm looking forward to see, you know, while, while we've got a couple of minutes, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's game against for us to see these youngsters perform. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Sacco. I'm, I'm very, very much looking forward to seeing Martinelli. Is it Martinelli? Martinelli, Martinelli yeah. Uh, in the flesh tomorrow for the first time. You know, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, mm. I'm looking to see, um, you know, like... Uh, Roe Smith as well, uh, Smith Rowe playing, i am getting it all wrong today. Smith Rowe <laughs> playing as well. I like that I like to see him, you know, because I felt that before his injuries and, and that he was gonna be a real top top player for us. So I'm 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 looking forward to tomorrow night's game for, for those for those reasons and, and Sacco is definitely one, you know, like I want I want to see uh Reese Nelson get a good run out. I want to see a positive performance from him tomorrow. So yeah. I, who do you think is now further
3: who do you think's further on now, uh, Reese or Saka? If you... Saka,
2: definitely, mate. Saka,
1: definitely. Yeah? Reese Nelson needs to look at Saka's performance on Thursday night and learn a trick or two because that's how you take your chance. And I was a bit mm. gutted that he had to come off on yesterday because it was the obvious choice and I knew it was going to happen. But um, mm. I, I'm a big fan of this, lad. And what I liked a lot about the youngsters on Thursday night was when it didn't go their way early on, they kept going and they kept going mm. and they kept going. And that goes for Joe Willock as well. And um, I know Smith Rowe uh, looked a little bit out of place in a couple of times, but he did keep going. And Saka, for me, that's what happens when you keep going. And, and he took his chance. And that left place, boys, is up for grabs because Aubameyang ain't the left winger. And Nelson, for me, isn't cutting the mustard. So Saka is taking his chance. And I think he might have
0: pushed him out. Also, as mm. well, the fact that uh, I think that Nelson was overlooked at Watford, was a, a big indication that, that maybe Unai Emery's not best pleased with him at the minute.
2: I maybe, think so, I I But it's a chance for him to redeem himself now. And this is what I'm saying. I, I think, uh, you know, someone like, um, you know, the goalkeeper, um, what's the matter with me at the moment, like, you know what I mean? Who's Martin, goalkeeper? Is. Martin, no, Martin, Martin is. Martin Martin is. What's the matter with me at the moment? He, he's really pushing Leno now, like, because that was a superb performance. And what... What I'm hoping that Saka has done now for 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 Nelson is to say, right, you know, I've 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 got to perform now. I've got to go in there and do the business, you know. Because I think from it's an easy little option for for Nelson to say, oh, i am being left out because it's Lacazette and the up there and Pepe. I'll get that, you know what I mean? But all of a sudden, hold on a minute. Saka's come in there and there was an option, yeah, you know, I, I I need to step up my game. So I think this is a good opportunity for him. I expect him to to uh I I I feel a little bit harsh on that because I thought we'd done very, very well at Newcastle, by the way. You know what I mean? So, I, I don't think that performance should be dismissed. we done a very, very professional job that day. So, um, i think hoping strange do well.
1: When you look in pre-season, Martinelli, for me, was fantastic. Nelson was the one that disappointed. Nelson Agreed. was the one that got the start. And then mm. you looked at Saka now coming in and he's the one who's trumped both of them. So, it's really good to have. It's a good decision to have, you know?
2: Well, I think with Martinelli, I honestly think that, you know, don't forget, he's only just got to the club. and I think it's a settling in period for him. This is the perfect game, by the way, for him to come in to uh, a home game, Nottingham Forest. Yeah, and I agree. I, 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 pretty, I think he'll Hopefully, he'll be the, the main focus of it all. And just I, I you know what, front, I'm mate? looking forward to. Yeah, I think he'll play right mm. up top tomorrow. He's got pace. I've like, I like the look of him. I'm going to say that, like you know, and um, I'm, 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 I'm I am honestly excited about seeing him. tomorrow. Really excited. Do you think
3: Ozil's going to start tomorrow night? Be captain tomorrow. Yeah
2: think he probably Captain will. He'll probably start, yeah. yeah. Captain Ozel. I can't see him not... He's saying, had a nice rest. If he doesn't start <laughs> tomorrow, Graham, you know what I mean, then, then he miles will just... Miles will just um, go and retire for a couple of seasons because he's not going to get... He's got to play tomorrow. You know what I mean? I think, you know, to say that you've rested him which he did actually say. He said he was going to arrest him on Thursday, you know, and then then rested him so that he could be on the bench for today. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was incredible. It's incredible. I'll tell you,
3: I, the best thing I saw on Twitter last week, actually, boys, while we're talking about Martin, this, was they're going to build a statue to him outside the Emirates. So he kept a clean sheet with Louise and uh, Socrates <laughs> yeah, and uh, and Mustafi in the same de- in the same defence. <laughs> well, yeah, so, I mean, that was a brilliant well, one. He was that a was, busy was boy,
2: classic. wasn't he? He was a busy boy, wasn't he? So... Uh, <laughs> Well, this has been great. Just before we go, Harry, prediction for tomorrow and because we're not on next Monday because obviously it's Monday night football. So, um, predictions for the Forest game and then we'll have the prediction for the Man United game.
0: For the Forest game, I'm going to go for a 3-1 win. Um, I think there's always a bit of a danger when you play sort of championship sides because they're not too bad in standard. And obviously... The, the home team that being us is going to make lots of changes so that can disrupt you a little bit so i don't think we'll run away with it i think two three one. I'll go for three one and the game at old trafford i think we're going to pick up a point um i think that Oli Gunnar Solskjaer looked visibly pissed off yesterday for the first time in my life i've ever seen that guy look pissed off so i think he's going to give him a kick up the arse and i don't think they'll lose at old trafford and I think that Emory will not want to lose that game more than he'll want to win it. And I think that will sort of play out a draw.
1: Dan. I'm glad you're all sitting down. I'm going to agree with Harry. <laughs> 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 uh yeah, no, I think we're going to win t- <laughs> uh, I think we're going to win two one tomorrow night. And I think it's going to be a two two draw at Old Trafford, unfortunately.
2: Brian. Don't disappoint.
3: I think we'll beat Forest 2-1. Uh, I think championship games, as Harry said, uh, sorry, championship teams in, in the EFL are normally difficult uh, because it's like a cup final to them. So uh, I think we'll nick it 2-1. Man United, they've only got one fit striker, Solskjaer. So uh, <laughs> 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 we'll never, ever have a better chance of beating Man U, I'm will we? Fair,
2: so, um, so, yeah. So let's
3: be positive Bingo and go for front. a front. Let's go for a four 0 no I'm only joking i I, I think we you know if we I think we've got a chance of beating us as poor as we are away from home. you remember uh, uh, our poor man united and Tottenham are away from home as well um as poor as we are away from home, I think this is a game that we could win, so I'll go for one one
2: <laughs> I, 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 I am going to be positive i'm going to be positive i think I, I, Listen, I've been going up there a few times and saying that this is the best chance that we've got of ever winning at Man United. They're in free fall at the moment. Like you know, They've not got their best, strongest midfield. They've certainly got not their strongest forwards. James will cause us problems. I've got no doubts about that. But um, I think that we're, we're, we're going to find it very, very tough. It could go for penalties tomorrow. You know I mean? 1-1, 2-1, I fancy us to either nick it or it could go out penalties. Martinez comes to the rescue on that. And I think that we'll go to Man United and win 2-1. I think that we'll get a couple of goals and go we'll on, give man. away we're, Yeah, we we'll give away a silly one as we do. <laughs> Socrates are editing from from our corner. And um, we'll end up... But um, I, I, I fancy that we'll win that. I think we're going to win up there. I've got a little feeling this is going to be the year.
3: They've got no Marshall, no Rashford, no Pogba and no Shaw next week, man, and they've got right. no
2: chance then, Graham. Have they you know what <laughs> I, mean, <how> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Come on, you gunners, let's have it. Like, you know what I, mean? I must Listen admit, guys, we're gonna nice wrap it up as now. As well. It's been Been fantastic. Little hour ch- and 15 minutes, we've been nearly going it just flies by, so it just shows you our uh, and, that, and uh, no, how subs. no subs, no subs, <laughs> you know, what I mean, no changes, you know, what I mean, it's uh, you know, like been a brilliant, uh, brilliant show. Thanks for um. Uh, helping me out, and obviously, like, I'm not the host normally, but uh, thanks for uh, your contributions, boys. Graham, always a pleasure. Um, so I'll, just I'll just speak. one
3: question to ask you before you go. Yeah. Uh, when you go up the man, you do you do you go up with uh, Kevin Campbell? Do you two treat you like royalty up there? Do you go in the corporate area? No,
2: <laughs> we're, 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 like Kevin has treated me to the corporate area once up there. I, thought, true, I, so? I
3: thought as much. And yeah, are, you gonna mention, boat, are you going to mention but... are you going to mention are you going to be able to dig out the Harry's Chronicles of Laguna? <laughs>
2: No, we'll, we'll right. never dig out of that. We'll never dig out of that. No, no, well, <laughs> <not that. laughs> well I'm actually meeting Kevin up there, so we'll we'll ever we'll ever we'll we'll watch the game together. And uh, anyway, uh, cheers,
3: mate. It's been a pleasure. Thank no
2: problem, Graham. Harry. Always a pleasure. Never a chore.
0: Of course, of Laguna. <laughs> cheers, mate, <laughs> and uh, see you lot guys tomorrow down at the Emirates.
2: Oh, i see you tomorrow, like, of course, like, you know, we're, we're there. Uh, Dan, I'm glad to see you've made a full recovery, mate. We're all pleased about that, like, and it's great to have you back on. Um, thanks, mate. Thanks for, I'll see you uh, tomorrow as well, mate. I'll see, I'll see you tomorrow, tomorrow as well, as well like, you know, so we're all another in. Another half our, pint. Another half pint. I like, know <laughs> Dan turned around and said he, uh, Danny was at the game yesterday and he said he was looking around all the bars for half pints and see if I was like, totally out of order. <laughs> totally out of order, like, you know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> I'm going to make that train. Everybody will be drinking drinking half-pints by the end of the season, that's it tell you like that. so Stops you, <laughs> go. you going pissed
0: ten times during yeah, the game. It? Exactly.
2: There's always a method to my madness, boys, you know. So, there you go. <laughs> like so, listen, have a great, uh, a great week, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Two big games c- incoming, Knotts Forest and Man United. Let's hope that we're in the next round of the Caribou Cup and we have taken three points off of one of our main rivals for that top four. So have a good week. Thanks for joining us. As always, been an absolute pleasure. Come on you Gunners. See you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?